Welcome to Out and About, a forum about transgender issues in the news. I'm Melissa Lukes. This week, I'll be discussing some welcome positive news stories. According to the Yale Daily News, this year is seeing a growing number of undergraduate and graduate course offerings at Yale that directly address transgender studies. This positive trend reflects a nationwide increase in undergraduate and graduate initiatives aimed to promote the field. But it seems that at least at Yale, these offerings came about through individual professors who sought to address transgender issues in their curricula, and less as a result of a concerted department-wide effort. This fall, the Women's Gender and Sexuality Studies program offers one course whose main focus is on transgender topics, with two similar courses planned for the spring as well as a number of other courses that deal with transgender issues in some capacity. Assistant Professor of American Studies Greta LaFleur, who this fall is teaching Gender and Transgender, a course that introduces students to the field of transgender studies, was surprised by the number of students interested in taking her seminar. She had 44 students show up during the class shopping period, 30 more than she had expected. This is the second time LaFleur has taught gender and transgender, and there was not as much interest when she taught the course last in 2014. LaFleur said much attention has been paid to transgender identities, experiences, and people in the media, citing the TV show Transparent and Vanity Fair's spread on Caitlyn Jenner. An estimated 0.3 to 1% of American adults are transgender. Maria Trumpler, director of the Office of LGBTQ Studies at Yale and a senior lecturer, said the percentage of Yale students who identify as transgender is higher than the national average. The growing number of trans students in colleges have had a curriculum that reflects their lives, and they need one that prepares them for living and working in a world that is rife with trans phenomena. Young people in America overwhelmingly support LBGT rights when it comes to policies on employment, health care, and adoption, according to a new survey. The Gen Forward survey of Americans aged 18 to 30 found that support for those policies has increased during the past two years, especially among young whites. Relatively few of these young adults, however, consider rights for people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender to be among the top issues facing the country. According to these findings, 92% of young adults support HIV and AIDS prevention, 90% support equal employment, and 80% support LGBT adoption. Across racial and ethnic groups, broad majorities support training police on transgender issues, government support for organizations for LGBT youth, and insurance coverage for transgender health issues. Gen Forward is a survey by the Black Youth Project at the University of Chicago. The first-of-its-kind poll pays special attention to the voices of young adults of color, highlighting how race and ethnicity shape the opinions of the country's most diverse generation. In the past two years, support has increased from 69% to 84% among young whites for policies such as allowing gays and lesbians to legally adopt children. Support among this group for employment equality for LGBT individuals rose from 84% to 92%. The poll also suggests support for allowing adoption by gays and lesbians has increased among Hispanics over the last two years, from 65 to 75 percent. The poll of approximately 2,000 adults aged 18 to 30 was conducted in July using a sample drawn from the probability-based Gen Forward panel, 
which is designed to be representative of the U.S. young adult population. The margin of sampling error for all respondents is plus or minus 4%. Residents were first selected randomly using address-based sampling methods and later interviewed online or by phone. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, recently published a final rule intended to ensure that all individuals will be guaranteed access to shelter programs according to their gender identity. First proposed in November 2015, it updates the department's Equal Access Rule, which prohibits federally funded housing from discriminating against LGBT individuals. Now, shelter providers that operate single-sex or sex-specific projects, such as a women's shelter, will be required to provide all individuals, including transgender and gender non-conforming people, with access to programs, benefits, and services, and also accommodations based on their gender identity. In theory, going forward, providers will not be allowed to subject applicants to intrusive questioning about their gender identity or ask for documentation. Today, we take another important step to ensure full acceptance of transgender and gender nonconforming individuals in the programs. That was said by Secretary Julian Castro. He's Secretary of HUD. This new rule will ensure equal access to the very programs that help to prevent homelessness for persons who are routinely forced to choose between being placed in facilities against their gender identity or the choice of living on the street. This rule will apply to all recipients of federal housing assistance and owners, operators, and managers of shelters funded by any HUD program. It also requires temporary or emergency shelters with shared sleeping quarters or bathing facilities to make placement decisions based upon a person's gender identity rather than their biological sex at birth. The final version of the rule eliminates proposed language that under narrow circumstances would have allowed shelter operators to arrange alternative accommodations for transgender individuals. HUD removed the provision over concerns raised by public commenters that providers would abuse that narrow exception in order to keep transgender people out of spaces that comport with their gender identity. It's a legitimate concern because the 2011 National Transgender Discrimination Survey reported that one in every three transgender people was denied access to a homeless shelter based on their gender identity, and 42% were forced to stay in a shelter designed for members of the opposite gender. Of those who did stay in a shelter, more than one-fifth reported being sexually assaulted, and almost half reported to leave because of their harassment or assault problems. The National Center for Gender Equality, NCTE, praised HUD's action, noting that it mirrors guidance by the Department of Justice for domestic violence shelters or other programs that receive funds under the Violence Against Women's Act, VAWA. Although not all shelters receive HUD funding, NCDE notes that shelters may be required to place people according to their gender identity under VAWA or local non-discrimination laws or ordinances. This new rule ensures that no transgender person will be denied shelter simply because of who they are and that transgender women in particular will no longer be forced to choose between being housed with men or going without shelter. Juliana Gonan, policy director of the National Center for Lesbian Rights, said in a statement, We strongly support this rule and the example that it sets for policymakers across the country that our laws and policies should respect and affirm the people they affect. 
U.S. Representative Mark Ducano, the co-chair of the Congressional LGBT Equality Caucus, also applauded the new rule in a statement on behalf of that caucus. Transgender Americans, particularly transgender women of color, can face multifaceted discrimination in many areas of life, said Takano. Access to emergency housing is a vital part of our shared safety nets, a place that any person can go when they are facing a dangerous situation at home or are on hard economic times. The HED will literally, the HUD rule will literally save lives. Well, that's all we have time for today. I'll be back soon with more news about transgender issues. If you'd like to contact me or have news items you'd like for me to discuss here on the program, feel free to email me at wnhhmelissa at yahoo.com. Once again, my email address, wnhhmelissa, all one word, at yahoo.com. This is Melissa Lukes. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you again soon.